All right. Hello. Welcome to the JNK Talk MMA podcast. I'm Cal. I'm Joe. And, you know, we had a good uh, good week of uh, MMA news, MMA stuff going on, right? Lots Joe? of stuff. Yeah, lots yeah, of yeah lots of stuff. Lots of event going on this week. And we'll try to touch on almost everything. Almost. Not, not everything, but, you know, we'll cover a good amount of stuff. So... Today's podcast, we're going to be a little more organized, right, Joe? We're gonna, we're gonna try to, we're gonna try to be a little bit organized. So we got a format down. What's the format, format, Joe? Format. All right. So from now on, our format will try to be. All right. So we'll talk about a post fight, right? If an event happened during the week, we'll talk about that. So Unless we'll have a post fight, right? And then after that, we'll talk about news, anything that is MMA related. We'll talk about that. That'll be the second segment. Okay. Third segment will be a preview, a breakdown of what's about to happen in terms of like if it's a fight coming up Saturday since we record Sunday. So yeah. it'll be like a preview slash fight breakdown. Okay. And then the fourth segment will be just any random topic that we think we should talk about. Like for this week, we'll talk about, uh, well, we're, we'll introduce uh, a segment called the JNK Weekly Awards. So... The J&K Weekly Awards are basically going to be awards that we come up with that, whether it's for a post-fight or whatever happens in the week, we'll basically make up awards and we'll award it to the special people. Um, special. The, yeah. Special super, people in the MMA special. community. And um, they're very prestigious awards. Uh, you're lucky if you get them. And uh, yeah, so that's going to be a new segment this week. And just uh, a, li- a little uh, tip for ev- anybody listening, if you could share it with, um, if you like what you're listening to, can you share it with your friends, leave us a review on iTunes, post it on social media, you know, we're on, you know, we're on, we're on all the popular list, you know, podcast directories and uh, listening apps, what, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Spotify now has a podcast feature. So if okay, you know if you want to listen to a podcast on Spotify, you could find us there probably. All right. So on Spotify, you know, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, all the good stuff. And if you don't know, if you if you have no idea, just go to our SoundCloud JNK Talk MMA. You're always good there. And if you want to comment, leave us a message. Tweet at us, Facebook, email. It's all in yep. there. Yeah, all of there. JK Talk MMA on Twitter. And um, yeah, I think I think that's all we need to talk about in our intro. Let's just uh, let's just get right into it. Let's talk about post-fight results that happened this week. Uh, let's start off with UFC on Fox 18. Johnson yep. versus Bader. Anthony Johnson versus Ryan Bader. Decent card. Decent. Uh, it's free. Or actually, should we call it UFC New Jersey? Jersey. 
UFC our jersey. backyard our backyard hashtag UFC on Jersey or what was the hashtag for that hashtag New Jersey uh, hashtag UFC New Jersey got it yeah th- those are the new hashtags it's not hashtag UFC on Fox 18 or UFC on FS1 96 <laughs> uh, anyways what did you think uh, what did you think about the main event I mean, <laughs> we we talked about this last week. We knew what was going to happen. Well, the, the, yeah, there was... Um... We, we knew what could have happened. And it was either Anthony Johnson is just going to bamboozle Ryan Bader or Anthony Johnson is just going to get wrestled. For like, yeah. Yeah. However many minutes until he quits. Dang, Colin, are you calling Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Johnson a quitter? A quitter? Anthony Crumble Johnson? Listen. Oh, that's good. That's good. I didn't come up with this. It. Man, not... you didn't even write that down. Dude, I, that was good. That was you know what? Fly. I just take credit for that. That's freestyling right there. I just I just, just take credit. But, you know, I mean, Anthony Johnson has a history of, you know, just crumbling after, you know, being in a fight that doesn't go his way. So, it's good that he was able to get the win. And uh, his post-fight, you know, I mean, he did say that he was going to try to get another title shot and you know i mean we'll, we'll we'll talk about that later on in our next segment but he did say he was gonna wait for a title shot you know and not fight anyone anyone else but man let's talk about ryan Bader. just what do you want to talk what do you want to <laughs> that sucks just don't you don't you feel bad for that guy that I mean, sucks man i mean he was on a win streak talk about going on what is it a four fight win streak and then losing and then, and then the UFC way. was like, yo, we're going to put you up against the guy that nobody wants to fight. The last fight. Like, if you beat him, you get a title shot. Which usually doesn't... Usually the UFC is just handing out title shots. Yeah. But for Ryan Bader, they made him go through pretty much the whole division. Ridiculous. Which really isn't that many did, contenders. Did Glover Teixeira have to fight Anthony Johnson before he got a title shot? I don't think so. Who did Who did Glover fight before he who knows, had to fight man? Who John knows? Jones? Yeah. It wasn't Anthony fought, Johnson. Fought uh, Kyle, uh, what's his face? Kyle Kingsbury? Yeah, he fought him. Twice? Didn't he fight him twice? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. He fought uh, uh, Fabio Maldonado. Oh, there you go. That's who he fought twice. And then he fought, uh, man. It's crazy, dude. Like if Yeah, he fought another fight. If they if they made if they made uh Teixeira fight Anthony Johnson before he gets a tie, he probably move probably he probably would move down to middleweight or something. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, Just, that's a that's a tough task, especially since Ryan Bader put a, a string of wins wins together that in, included names like Phil Davis, that include uh, wins uh, like uh, Capacante. And I'm no Ryan Bader fan. I'm just saying it's yeah. That, that's that's a bummer for him. You know, I mean, give me an Anthony Johnson knockout any day, I'd watch that. That wasn't like a, it wasn't, it wasn't like a highlight KO. No, it wasn't. He overwhelmed him with his power. You know, I mean, Ryan Bader tried to, you know, use his strategy of trying to go for a takedown early. You know, hold on, hold and Anthony Johnson sprawled. Was that a strategy? Like that was his. Or did he just it. did he just panic? No, that was it. That was his. I'm sure that was his strategy. He wasn't. Listen. So for the whole fight camp, they're like, in the first ten seconds. Just don't do any kind of setup and just shoot on his legs. He's well, garbage. That, that's the thing. I mean that that specific you know takedown was not 
I'm you know what was what their plan was, but I mean I'm sure like I said the game plan was to try to take him down and not engage him in the feet. You know they wanted to get it to the ground as fast as possible, and Ryan Bader probably panicked and tried to go for that. You know, how you no gonna, setup takedown. And how you gonna fight an elite fighter? Leading up to this, like le- leading up to this, you listen to a bunch of. Uh, you know, other you know podcasts and you know, people are saying that Bader has better wrestling credentials than Johnson. Well, he he and does, he, and they had you know they had him have uh, as a having a wrestling advantage, but all that goes out the window when a guy can uppercut you in the face. And he didn't. I mean, he didn't even put any. There was really no striking. There was really no striking in that fight. Uh, on on Bader's part, at least. <laughs> well, I mean, Anthony. But, Johnson. Um, what was he gonna do? What was he gonna do? Like, well, the ooh. thing is, I mean. I mean, that that's the worst way you can fight Anthony. I mean, the first round, he's the freshest, and he's the most dangerous. He's not ti- He wasn't tired at all. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If, if, he, if he tried to implement the same game plan that DC did, and DC got clobbered a couple of times. Well, yeah, DC... Bader would not survive that. DC traded with him for the first round. But DC didn't, like, completely just stand, stand toe-to-toe with him. You know, he clinched with him. He pushed him. Try to, you know, he he tried uh, he tried takedowns uh, up against the fence. Ryan Bader just shot in, no setup, no punches, not even a kick. Like he didn't even. I mean, the way I think Ryan Bader should have fought is that he should have basically, you know, just moved around, moved around side to side, run away. You wanted him to run away. Move, yo, move around side to side. Let Anthony Johnson come to you. You know, get let let him let him throw punches. Try to make him miss. See if you can get him up against the cage. That's too dangerous, man. We we all know that fresh Anthony Johnson. You know the the fresh ninety second Anthony Johnson is the best Anthony Johnson. Yeah, well, you you have nothing to lose if you're if you're basically backing up the whole time, right? I mean, is is Anthony Johnson gonna throw a super punch and catch you? He might. He might throw a head kick, which he does a Your couple times. Your best chance is to frust- frustrate him, and then uh, if Ryan Bader was able to get him up against the fence, I'm pretty sure he would be able to tire him <laughs> out round by round it wouldn't be pretty but you know he could probably get his cardio down enough to a point where he could take him down in like the you know late second third round well unfortunately that did not happen and johnson finished him in a minute 26 really that was the official time yeah one minute 26 seconds and it was a sad it was a sad loss ryan bader tried to put a kimura on anthony he tried I mean, no, it was more of a, it's more of like a sweep. He was trying to use it to uh, create space, which he tried to do. But like I said, you know, a, a fresh Anthony Johnson is going to be really hard to get off. Especially when he's punching you in the face. And Ryan Bader had, you know, he had nothing to offer on the ground. So sucks for him. Back to the drawing board. That really sucked for him. I, I really felt bad when he was like face first, just just laying there. And it it was pretty much like a cakewalk for Anthony Johnson. Just mounted him and just you know threw threw a few punches. Maybe one got to the back of the head. Maybe one. Maybe one. Maybe one. Maybe one. And, uh, yeah, he was just completely knocked out. And that's like the worst way to lose, right? If you're on a roll and you're asking for a title shot and then you just lose in like a minute. Yeah, you know, I mean that's like the worst was, way to lose. It was almost like it was almost like the UFC didn't want him to get a title shot. Almost. Almost. Maybe. Conspiracy theories, Joe. Seriously. All right, let's uh, talk about the co-main. Yeah. 
Ben. Yeah. <laughs> big, big Ben Rothwell beat Josh Barnett. Not by knockout. By submission. By submission. By submission. And now Sherlock right. has has it as a guillotine choke. Let me just correct that for Ben Rothwell. I'm sure he would uh give me dabs for correcting uh, Sherdog. That wasn't a guillotine choke, guys. That was a that was a go go choke. He called it a go go choke. It's a go go choke. Nah, I don't know what that means. Now listen, man. He's training some secrets. He has secret special sauce with him and his coach. I forget his coach coach's name. Uh, his BJJ coach. And listen, man. They got they got special sauce over there. He's not giving away any any of the tricks. But it's a modified guillotine choke. Listen, man. That's what it is. Listen, man. But the thing is, dude, that, that was tight. I didn't think it was tight. But, I mean, he was, man, the torque that he was putting on that neck, you know, and, you know, Barnett's not, you know, he's not slashing the ground. No. He, he like, competes in Matamoris. He competes in grappling tournaments. Yeah. So Josh Barnett is a solid grappler. He, he might be one, one of the best. One of the best, grapplers you know, in yeah, the grapplers division. in MMA. Yeah. Not just yeah, in, in heavyweight. MMA, yeah, true. Yeah, not, not just in the heavyweight division, in MMA. So... Yeah, that's that's a feather on Ben Rothwell's cap, definitely. And this this just feels like uh, the Matt Mitrione fight doesn't look uh, that bad. His loss to Ben Rothwell doesn't look that bad because I remember he got some criticism for tapping so fast to Ben Rothwell to a choke that was very similar to that the choke that he put on Josh Barnett. Do you remember that fight at all? Uh, no. Okay, so basically, Matt was doing pretty good on the feet. Went to take him down. Quickly, Ben Rothwell quickly put him in a choke and he tapped. Like, almost right away. So, it was very similar to a tap that happened in this fight. Uh, on this fight card. Somebody somebody that rhymes with uh, Paige. Oh. But we'll talk about that later. We will talk about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I feel like this gives a little more credit to Matt. Matt Mitrione, he tapped to a very similar choke, and he tapped pretty fast. Yeah, man, fast. stop giving him credit. He's, like, he's going to look retired or something. I'm he? just trying to get be- give Ben Rothwell credit. Oh, okay, got it, got it. He he does, like, all right, if you're, I, tapping, if you're tapping Josh Barnett out, you got a solid. Are you, are you trying you to campaign for a, a Ben Rothwell title shot? Is that what you're trying to campaign for? I mean, who? I love Stipe, but Stipe, technically right now, he's only on a one-fight win streak. It's not even a win streak. He so, basically has one fight uh, against Arlovsky. He does have other big wins. But, yeah, I mean, Josh Bar- uh, Ben Rothwell does have a win streak. And he does have solid names on that win streak. Can can you list? Can we list the names that are on that win streak, Joe? For Ben Rothwell? Yeah, Ben Rothwell. Well, just I mean, just list the names. He just beat Barnett. He beat Mitrione. He beat Overeem. Then he beat Vera. Yep. That those are those are solid wins. I mean not maybe not the brand of Vera fight. But I mean Overeem and Josh Barnett, usually if you beat those if you beat two solid guys in heavyweight, you're pretty much up for a title shot. And besides that, now he's on a four fight win streak. I mean who in the heavyweight division has a four fight win streak? Not many. Yeah. So right now Stipe is basically there for the title shot or Kane. If Kane, I guess, is uh, healthy enough. So what, one of those two two guys are going to get the title shot. 
but neither one of those guys really have a win streak like Ben Rothwell. What is it about Ben Rothwell that is getting overlooked, and why why is he getting passed by? Just look at him. Look at him. He's he looks like Ben Rothwell. That's messed up. Just I mean, the, he doesn't look like a world beater. That's what it is. But he is. But he is but exactly. He is. Now I think more. I mean, for people that really like you know have followed. I mean, MMA, and like, I think most people remember him for his fight with Cain Velasquez a while back. Come on, man. And that, I mean, like, he was, was beefing. 2009. Exactly. But the thing is, like, that's what I remember him, you know? Most of the time, when you know, his name comes up, I remember that fight. Because he was beefing with Cain Velasquez, and, man, talk about a beatdown. <laughs> that was but like... He's, he's a whole different fight. That was like, that was C-level, motivated, hungry Cain Velasquez. Before the title. Before the title. Yep. I mean, Ben Rothwell right now, I don't know, man, you know? I mean, maybe if he finds Cain Velasquez, you know, uh, elevation Cain Velasquez, I don't know. I mean, might put him in a go-go choke, too. So, you think that he should take another... You think that they're going to give him another fight before a title shot? Ben Rothwell's just going to take any fight. Nah. I don't think he's the kind of guy that's going to try to demand a title shot and wait four years until he fights again. Well, he did say in the post-fight press conference that he he said, "Make no mistake, I'm gonna lay waste to the entire division." Yeah, exactly. And you know, I mean, he'll <laughs> fight anyone. He'll fight anyone, and you know, I mean, like, there's you Who know, else fighters. Is there to fight? Fighters want to wait. I mean, Who else is there to fight? I mean, what is he gonna fight? Listen, a Frank Mir. Well, Frank Mir's got to fight. You just keep feeding him people. Make him fight Travis Brown. Travis Dang. Brown. Uh, he just got a win. Nice so, high poke win. Yeah, there you go. Solid eye poke. Win. We'll see. We'll see how Ben Roswell can fare against those, you know, eye pokes. You know, I think. I think Ben Rothwell, if anybody deserved a title shot in the heavy, in the heavyweight division, it is Ben Rothwell. Damn! What happened to your boy, uh, Stipe? That that's what I'm saying. I like Stipe. I you're, think you're Stipe, saying that I think Rothwell Stipe is an interesting matchup. I just don't want Kane. I I never wanted Kane to get the rematch. So any fresh matchup for the heavyweight division, I was on board. But now now we have to wait to see what happens with Kane and Verdum. If they, they make that matchup again or they put Stipe, you know, they put Stipe against Verdum. You, you never know right now what, what's going to happen. I mean, that you know, Verdum and Stipe have been talking some trash on Twitter. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, as, as far as I know, Ben Rothwell better get the towel shot before John Jones moves up. Because Yo, John, Rothwell, jo- John Jones moves up, and Ben Rothwell has to fight him. Oh, I feel sorry for Ben, Ro- ben Rothwell. You don't think Ben Rothwell takes John? <laughs> Come on, stop. Stop it. Stop it, man. He he's not going to be able to stop the go-go choke. <laughs> what? Who, nobody can stop the go-go choke. Let's just be clear. Right now, Ben Rothwell can lay waste to the entire division with that go-go choke. The go-go choke. What's Kane going to do? He's going to take him down? And get trapped in a go-go choke? And he'll get tired. <laughs> that may be elevation cane. Okay, let's move on to the next fight. The fight of the night. Jimmy Rivera versus Yuri Alcantara. What do you... I don't know if you really watched this fight. Or... I mean, it was a back and forth technical fight. You know, I mean... That's what I got out of it. Yeah, it was a Really it was a exciting back fight. and forth fight. You know, I mean... Alcan- Alcan- Alcantara? That's how people pronounce it, right? Alcantara was like the underdog to this fight. Yeah, I didn't expect Surprisingly. that. Surprisingly. He's the more experienced guy in the UFC. 
But, uh, you know, I mean, Jimmy Rivera, so, I mean, he's got a pretty good winning record, so. Yo, I mean, I'm a fan of Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy's uh, the hometown boy. Jimmy's fighting out of Jersey. Tiger Showman's in Elmwood Park. Joe, I mean, you know, you lived in Elmwood Park for a little. Dude's fighting out of your hometown. <laughs> We're basically brothers. <laughs> you, we basically don't Jimmy. Seriously. We're we're buddies, all right. But yeah, a really good win for you know J- Jimmy Rivera. You know, I mean, yeah, a solid name. Alcantara is like a solid fighter. So, and they both got you know bonuses, which is really good for them. Yeah, make that money. I mean, there really wasn't that many other good fights on the card, yeah. anyways. So, I mean, there there wasn't anything crazy that happened in the fight, as far as you know, like oh, someone threw like a spinning back fist and you know almost died. Yeah, Jimmy but just it was good. really good. Com- you know, it was very competitive, back and forth. Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy did enough to win. I mean, he didn't clobber uh, Yuri. But at the same time, Yuri didn't really do all that much, you know, to win a decision. He did knock him down twice, which I did find interesting. Because, you know, usually knockdowns mean something in combat sports, you know. But, yeah, Jimmy won a majority of the fight. Uh, whether it be grappling or striking and... You know, it it wasn't exactly the most exciting fight, but yeah, solid solid prospect. I think Jimmy is a solid prospect at this point, and I'm not just saying that because he's fighting out of Jersey. Tiger Showman's though, Tiger Showman's though. You know, I'm I'm a little biased. I like me some Tiger Showman's fighters. I don't know about you, Joe. Meh. No, not a not a Tiger Showman's fan. I don't know. Solid let's see, martial uh, arts. Let's see Uriah Hall, uh, you know, get a couple more wins. Dude, Uriah Hall does not fight at a Tiger Showman's. I think that's his problem. Once he left Tiger Showman's, started getting all cocky, stops throwing his uh, fancy stuff, you know. But he's a Tiger Showman's guy. He's the guy. No, he's he he fights out of Cali now. But what I'm saying is, he, he was the guy. He was. He was the guy. Like you know, if if anyone was gonna you know try to embody that, it was gonna be him. Now I'm just gonna put this out there. I wanna, I'm gonna go train at one of these Tiger Showmans, but I don't want to train in the one in Princeton. There's like one in Princeton. I mean, it's probably not that too many tough guys in Princeton training <laughs> over there. But I mean, you know, if it wasn't so far, I'd go to Elmwood Park and see what Jimmy Rivera is working with, and uh, I think uh, Lu- Luis Gaudinot fight, uh, fights out of that gym. I'd go over there, and mix it up with those guys. <laughs> Joe, come on, Joe. I don't know, man. You know, I'm just messing around. <laughs> I would, I would though. I would though. Dude, let's talk about the main event, man. Main event? The main event, Sage Northcutt. Oh, the people's main event. The people's champion, Sage Northcutt. Sage, Sage, Sage was about to get a title shot after oh this fight. Oh my god, bro. Now who is he fighting? He was fighting Brian Bar Barbarina. Bar- Barbarina. Brian Barbarina coming on. Coming in on eight days' notice, Andrew Holbrook pulled out of the fight. I, I think two people pulled out of the fight, but Andrew Holbrook was the original opponent, and Brian Barberina came in on short notice. Joe, walk us through this fight. <laughs> Joe, why are you Man, laughing? What a, what a weird fight, Joe. Why are you like, laughing? This all right. So, so the Sage Norcott fight, right? So, same thing happened, almost. You know. Like in uh, Sage Norcutt's last fight, where he got taken down, and it looked like he was losing, and De- then during he, highlights, and then he just overwhelmed. He just overwhelmed, you know, 
his opponent after that, after the first round, and most people thought that was what was gonna happen. He got a he got a quick stand up though in that in uh, that Fister fight. Did he did? Yeah, and so, that was at one fifty five, right? Yeah. So this is at one seventy. Now, exactly. And people got to keep in mind that he was fighting at one seventy. So let, let's say Seasonal Seasonal probably walks around one seventy something. Maybe no, he doesn't. Maybe he's way bigger. He's way uh, he's way say, heavier. Let's say he's one eighty. Let's say he's one eighty. I. Yeah. I'd say walk around weight. One ninety. You crazy. One ninety. No. Like no. Like Dude, hold on. That kid has zero body no, fat. Yeah. He is muscle. not. He is not straight cutting. Muscle. He's not cutting that much weight. Dude, uh, have you seen this him kid? Stand? Is not one ninety. All right. Look up Google Sage Northcutt Kane. He's sta- standing next to Kane. He's the same height as Kane. So what? He's just as big. So he's what? just as big as the heavy, the previous heavyweight champion. Think about that. Think about that. This dude, this kid is big. Well, what I'm saying is, look out! Look, oh, hold on, look it up. Look how, look up how tall Sage is. That's just height, though. That's just height. We're talking okay. about height. I'm talking about height, but I'm talking about how this kid's heavy. This kid, this kid is a bulky, bulky fighter. He's got a lot of muscle, and I bet you he walks around pretty heavy. And he cuts. He probably cuts a lot of weight to get to 155. All right. Well, the point I was going to make is Sage Northcutt was probably closer to 170 than Barbarina, who is probably much heavier than him. Okay, so coming Bar- off, coming off eight days notice, he had to cut. Probably hard cut, but at the same time, he was going to come in the heavier guy. Okay. That was the point I was going to make, but now you made it seem like Sage Northcutt should be fighting heavyweight. <laughs> but anyways, anyways. So he goes he goes for a takedown and just has Sage Northcutt like looking like a dummy. Now we're talking about Sage Norcutt, the third, uh, a three-stripe purple belt. I, I love this up. That. He is a three-stripe purple belt. Now I believe right? you, but doesn't look like it. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, not not all jujitsu belts are created equal. And I'm not saying that he's not a legit purple belt, but at the same time, bro, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Specify, Joe. Specify. Dude, like Sage Norcutt tapped. To a wrong side arm triangle. Yeah, let's say, all right, let's say, let's say, uh, let's make the argument that it wasn't even an arm triangle. What, what, what do people von call Fleur. that? Let's say it's, it was the Von Flu choke. Come on, bro. So he's not cut. But that, it wasn't that, a Von Flu. That was like a weak ass tab that he did. He did that, that two slap thing. The two and, tap. <laughs> and we, it was. It wasn't even that he was gonna pass out. It was more of that he just quit. Yeah, I think. I think that's where the criticism was, right? Because yeah, exactly, and that's that criticism. And you know, like w- he didn't you try lo- to looking at it. looking at this guy getting you know just like smothered by this much older, grown you know, big bigger guy. And I mean, has he even trained like with other people that's done that to him? It doesn't seem like he. He you know he trains like that. It was almost like the Ronda Rousey thing where, like, the moment she got, you know, jabbed to death by Holly Holm, she just lost all, you know, all concentration and just, like, you know, her her plan just went out the window. But let's keep this under in uh, perspective and in context. We're talking about, which I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses for Sage, but he's a 19-year-old um, Overhyped fighter. fighter. Yeah, overhyped, overhyped fighter who was... I don't want to say found on the Dana White show, but he got popular through it. And I think people, um, which, you know, the UFC basically, you know, that that's on them. 
they made him into a world beater before he was a world beater. I mean, he, he, he had, and I think that's where, I mean, if you look at the reactions to other pro, pro fighters to this fight, man, people are happy that Sage, I mean, they were, they, everybody came out of the woodwork to talk crap on Sage, right? Yeah. Like everybody in the MMA community came to make fun of this kid. And now I'm not a Sage fan, but from reading all those tweets and all the hate pointed, pointed towards Sage, I mean, I understand where the frustration and the anger comes from, but I think it's, I think it's pointed a little, a little too harshly at Sage. I mean, it's not entirely his fault that he got pushed into this position. Yo, Tony Ferguson went all in on that. Dude, Tony Ferguson. He went ham. Yeah, he went, he got a little too ridiculous. Crazy. And I think that's because he, you know, Tony Ferguson's in that division and he didn't get some of the love. A lot of, I think a lot of the frustration from the fighters is that this dude came in, he fought once or twice. He basically had a 40 and 40 contract, which is, which is unheard of for uh, other uh, elite fighters that are ranked. And that's not his fault. Yeah, exactly. It's not his fault. I mean, if you're good, I mean, you're in the sport to make money and Sage was making money. If the UFC gives you 40 and 40, you take that. Yeah. You don't say, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. I haven't even been fighting that long. Yeah. You serious? No, you take that money. And you go with it. And I forget which fighter. I'll, I'll, pro- I'll probably remember his name um, a little later when, when I don't need to remember it. But his biggest criticism of Sage was that basically he was spoon-fed his entire life and he never had to face adversity. And once he did face adversity, he would he would break and he would quit. You're not talking about Aljamain Sterling, are you? No, not Aljamain. Um, I feel like his name is, starts with a mic. I'll come back to it. I'll come back to his name. I'll, I'll find his name um, later on. But yeah, he was he was one of the biggest critics of Sage early on. There was a lot of critics of Sage. But I feel like a lot of the criticism towards Sage comes from him making a lot of money for um, very low experience in the UFC. Uh, getting pushed by the UFC. Getting, like, basically, he was getting special treatment from the UFC. And basically, he was getting built up by the UFC. He was getting, uh, you know, the right matchups for him. So he wasn't getting exactly the toughest matchups. And that's the thing. That's the thing. Think about this. Think about this. The UFC was trying to build him up, gave him a fight. The way they built a cage. Gave him a fight against a guy that was given eight days notice. And he lost to a wrong side arm triangle. Yeah. Just think about that. And I'm not trying to crap on Brian Barberina. But Brian good for Barberina, him, man. dude, was, listen, good for him. Yeah, good, yo, good for you. Like he celebrated, like you know, he he won, uh, you know, the Olympics or something. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't know, know I mean, what that I, was. Listen, I wouldn't be surprised if the UC gets pissed and puts him up against Anthony Johnson in his next fight. Yeah, they hate that kid. Yeah, seriously. They they didn't give him a po- uh, a bonus, did they? Talking about derailing that train, no. No, uh, yeah, they didn't give him a bonus, which they, I mean, you know, normally they probably would, but yeah. Um, I'm sure uh, the UFC brass was pissed. They probably would never um, admit it, but I'm sure they put a, a good amount of money and push behind Sage, and Sage turned out to not really be a talent at this moment. Joe, what do you think about Sage going forward? Do you he, think he's... I, mean, I don't know. Do you think he is basically... Know. I mean, if he's losing... He's not a bust. He's not a bust. He's not a bust. All right, is, that, is, that, is that what you're saying? He, he could come we back We don't know. This. We don't know yet. He's, a nine, he's 19 years old. 19 you years know? old, but still, he's losing to 
He's not losing to the... Now, if he lost to uh, a guy that's a credible dude that, uh, you know, has been in the UFC, uh, maybe ranked, maybe not, but, you know, like maybe like a Joe Lozon. If he lost to like a Joe Lozon at this point in his career, I mean, I wouldn't... You know, he's losing to a really solid, credible fighter. Well, the way I see proven. it, the but way Ryan, I see it right now is, you know, it doesn't really matter who he loses to right now because, like I said, he's it's still so early in his career. And like, I mean, Aldo's got losses in his career. Yeah. Even you know, Barrow has early losses in his career. You know, Holly Holmes got knocked out before she became champion. I feel like our, every, I feel like those people have losses, but they don't have losses that look like his loss. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's you know, it's, it's a shame that his first loss was. You on know, Fox. just on Fox, <laughs> exactly in front of all these faces, and it should have been on a on a local fight yeah, circuit. Yeah, he should. He maybe should have lost maybe in a local circuit. Yeah, or maybe on the mats when he's rolling with someone because he's a purple belt, which he probably hasn't rolled. And maybe maybe he should have been rolling with like some blue belt at a different school. They probably knew how to put in an arm triangle and showing him how to defend it right. But I, Jeez. I, I think you point pointed out that. He kind of broke on the ground. I mean, I don't, I don't think it was entirely the arm triangle. Like, he quit. He, it was a compilation of getting elbowed in the face, getting He didn't cut. know how to deal with it. And yeah. that's what it was. He did not know how to deal with it. It's a lot of adversity. Going back to the Ronda Rousey fight, you know? Or, you know what? No, let, let, let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about the 1FC event that happened this week. All right, okay, there was this, transitioning to 1FC? Yeah, transitioning into that. We'll just transition back into it later. But, you know, that th- there was a, the first fight was this Egyptian female fighter. With which and she was debuting, fighting she was fighting out of top. Egyptian top team. All right. Yep. I don't know if it's legit or not, but Probably she's not. a wrestler against this like world beater, you know, from Chinese Taipei. <laughs> gets destroyed. She gets clocked first time, and she literally runs away from her. It, it's a complete mismatch. Yeah, she did not know how to react to now, it. Was that the matchmaking's fault, or is that? Well, I mean, I mean what, they did that on purpose. That? They did that on purpose. Okay, so they did it on purpose. Yeah, and the thing is, like, hey, this, the, the, no one forced that. No one forced her to take that fight. She of took course. it, and she signed. She signed on the dotted line, you know. And like I said, she, she probably didn't know how to deal with it. Kind of like Sage. Sage didn't know how to deal with that. He probably thought that you know he could just do something crazy and it'll all work out. I mean, he started like he lost the first round, and then the second round coming off, he he does a cartwheel kick. And that's what led to the takedown. It looked cool. It looked cool. I mean, it made one of our friends go, ooh. Yeah, one of our casual uh, MMA fan uh, close friends. Yeah, he was like, oh, I like that guy. Yeah. And that's what you want. Didn't last long. Did not last long. But, you know, I mean, hopefully Sage Snorkut learns from this loss. Doesn't just cry in a corner, you know. Actually, actually trains with people, you know. Maybe he needs to move to I mean, TriStar full-time. Maybe. Because I mean, right now, his dad's his full-time coach. Maybe he needs... He did have Faraz Sahabi in his corner, but from what I understand, he's not training at TriStar full-time. But he has um, help from Faraz Sahabi. And he, he, he's went there periodically. And that's the thing. It's like, like a, if you're... You know, yeah, if he's... You know, he's... I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, the fact that he lost is because he's getting special treatment. But if he's not facing adversity when he's training... You know, and the camp, like, you know, Farsa Hobby, he doesn't fully know what he's doing when he's training. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you're not training with Farsa Hobby full time, it's not like he can So he really... can't really, uh, he can't really, you know, tell you what to adjust. Yeah, he, your training regimen. 
Yeah, he can't. He can't um, give you sparring partners. Yeah, he'll he'll give you fine tuning, you know, just based on what he sees. But if he's not there twenty four seven while you're training, then he doesn't really know what you need to work on. And I think this will help us transition into the next fight because Tarek Safadine has made a, the official move. It, that was the next fight, right? Tarek Safadine. Yep. So Tarek Safadine um, has made an official move to uh, TriStar. Moved to TriStar, grew his hair out. Grew his hair out. Oh my god, I was like, who's that guy? Changed man, coming Tarek off that Safadine? layoff. Tarek Safadine, is that like his twin? Coming off What's that layoff. Up? Damn. Looking good. Full well, head of hair. Well, alright, he was looking good uh, cosmetically. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, you know, he, he he looked good coming off the bus. Um, he did win the fight. He won the fight against Jake Ellenberger, which I think we should talk about Jake Ellenberger's career at this point. And I, I know how you have a soft spot for Jake, but we, we do need to talk about it honestly. It's my boy. But yeah, J- uh, Tarek has has made the official move to TriStar. What do you what do you think about that? He left Team Quest, being a longtime Team Quest uh, fighter, and now he's part of um, TriStar. I mean, we don't really know. We don't know yet. I mean, when did he make his move? He uh, did he make his move after the loss to Rory or before? Uh, he in in that in that long layoff, um, where he was injured and stuff like that. Basically, I don't know if you watched the post-fight press conference, but he explains to Ariel Hawani that he just needed a change. It, it wasn't anything... And that's there was no beef. There was no beef with Dan Henderson or Team Quest. He just wanted a change. He yeah. still lives in California. That's what fighters need to do. Fight, yeah. you know I mean, like if fighters start to see that they're stagnating, you need, you need, you need, to, you know, you need to change the scenery. scenery. Yeah. You know, TJ saw that. It did not work out for him too well. I feel like it, but it, he it, saw that he saw the signs, yeah, and he made the move. That that's why it's a hot topic, right? Like exactly. guys, guys changing camps just because of TJ. Now now it's now it's like a hot topic. Yeah, now people now people think, oh, oh my god, everybody's doing, it. dude. People have been doing that, yeah. this whole time. You know, I mean, Eddie Eddie Alvarez has changed camps and then gone back to his roots. <laughs> Went back to Philly. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, this Jersey. is this is nothing new. Boxers do it all the time. MMA they, fighters do it all the time. Exactly. MMA fighters do it all the time. You know, they, they start stagnating in their techniques. They see that, oh, I got to work on my wrestling. They'll go to a camp that, you know, thinks that, you know, it's going to help them improve. Nothing new. So hopefully it, you know, works well for Tarek Safadine. You know, I mean, we were talking about the fight, you know, as it was going. And it, I mean, it didn't look like his best performance. No. And he said that you also know? at the post-fight press conference that he made a lot of mistakes. But, but I mean, against, he was coming off a long layoff. And against a guy, you know, like Jake Allenberger, you know, who can knock you out with any punch. Yeah, you, you gotta know, be careful against that guy. You gotta be guy. careful, exactly. Unless you're Stefan Thompson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're throwing spinning crap at him. His Yo, Stefan Thompson's dad pretty much said in that fight, spin again. And he knocked him out. His dad was just like, yo, keep spinning. It's, it's throwing him off. And it's a, yeah, it's a shame for Jake Allenberger. I mean... He's. I mean, he. It's good that he's stuck around for you know in the UFC for such a long time. But he is. He's five and one. No, no, no. He's not. He is not five and one. He is one and five. Oh well, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Like he, yeah. He's got one win and five losses in his last six fights. Yeah, that's. You know, I mean, it might be. That's not good. I don't. I mean, I'm not telling. You can't really tell a fighter to stop fighting, but. And and he's trying to switch camps. Yeah. Dude, maybe, maybe go to Bellator. You know, maybe. Like, 
he needs. I mean, he it, he needs to make a change. Do you think the UFC makes a change and cuts him? It de- I guess it depends on how much of a commodity they think Jake Allenberger is. Which I think at this point, it's really hard to push him with so many losses. And he's a name. He's still a name. He's still a name, but you know, he's, he's, losing, got... he's losing that that credibility as a you know a top top fighter. I think, yeah, I think he need, you know he needs to make some sort of change. I mean, and just in his game, because he's very he's very one dimensional, and he's always just head hunting, and that's the you know I mean Joe Rogan mentioned it like you know he's he's been so reliant on his power that he just head hunts. Just goes for like you know one shot knockouts, yeah. And if he set it up, then you know maybe it would be better. But he doesn't. Now, also, I think it should be mentioned that he's not fighting chumps. He's not fighting chumps exactly. Yeah. He he fought Rory McDonald, Robbie Lawler, Kevin Gastelum, one against Koscheck, who's not in Bellator. Yeah. Then gets knocked out by Stephen Thompson and Ter- and then loses to Tarek Safadine. So, and that's the thing. That's why I said like if he makes the move to Bellator, you know. That'll give him time to improve, fight lesser, you know, lesser skilled competition, and in in that time improve his game. How old is he? He is thirty years old. Now, if I'm if I'm Jake's like best friend or manager, I say he takes a whole year off. Just take a whole year off. He's a very active fighter. Yeah. I think he needs to rest his body. He needs to reevaluate his career. He needs to find that motivation. First, he needs to find that motivation. He needs to make sure that he's all in. He's all in on this fight game. If he doesn't get cut from the UFC, which I feel like he might get cut from the UFC, but that's something that he might not be able to control. I think he takes a whole year off. And he, yeah, like you said, he completely changes his game. He completely works on a new game. He works on uh, maybe maybe he uh, switches camps again. That's the worst thing that can happen to a fighter is when they stagnate yeah. and everyone's got their you know game figured out. That's the worst thing that can happen to you. I think yeah, I think he he needs to move to a camp like a Greg Jackson or like a, a TriStar or he needs to move to a camp where there's solid sparring partners. Evolve MMA, go to Singapore or maybe, something. Maybe maybe go to Singapore. I don't know. Yeah, you know. Do um, something, or maybe he should become a coach, like uh, like a maybe maybe he he does like a Dwayne, you know, he takes a year off, he becomes a coach, he says screw fighting, I I think he needs to really um I think we need to let him rest and see where where his head's at. Yeah, because he's, he's been fighting since two thousand five and he's got forty fights, forty fights. Yeah, and he's thirty years old, thirty three zero. Now it's not too old in the fight game. Not, but not at all. If you take it, if you're taking some damage, you know that that's not good for you. And it it just doesn't seem like he has that that uh, he doesn't seem like he has that elite level of fighting anymore. Which again, he's not fighting chumps, but man, I I think I I think he really needs to reevaluate his career, and I think he his could game, make a he comeback. Needs to change his game. He, I think he could make a comeback. Yeah, he's fighting in one seventy, dude. Like all these. Dude, there's like a resurgence of like really good Korean fighters at 170. It's scary. Yeah. And you know, I mean, he fights stun gun. I don't know what's gonna happen to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. That that's all I gotta say about Jake. I mean, Jake Jake's a cool guy. Good fighter. And I think uh, he has potential. And if he makes the right career choices, he might have a um, 
a possibility of coming back and looking good. Uh, yeah, I, I just think, yeah, like you said, he, he just needs to change change up his game. He needs he needs a better, he needs a good boxing coach because he has a lot of power, but he doesn't set it up. He needs he needs to work on that jab. He needs to like he needs talk to, to Dominic Cruz or something. Yeah, he need, yeah, he, yeah, that might be a good camp. Work on his footwork. That, yeah, his you footwork know, and his combination. Combination. Yeah. That might, I think you nailed it on the head. I think he should move to, uh, man, what's the name of the camp? What, what's the name of Dominic's camp? It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, Ross Pearson trains there. Brandon Vera, I think, is still fighting out of there. But yeah, there's a good coach there, Eric De- Del Fierro. Uh, Phil Davis trains out of there. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue, but yeah, that might be that might be the the camp to go with, you know, because he has power. He just needs to work on his footwork and his his uh, setups and his combinations. He definitely needs to work, uh, uh, you know, set up his grappling more. Uh, yeah, you're talking about Alliance MMA. Alliance, there you go. Okay. Alliance. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, let's let's move on from that fight. I mean, do we want to talk about? Is there are there any other fights that you want to pull from this event that really stuck out to you? Uh, I mean, not really. Overall, good card. If you haven't seen it, you know, if you can somehow if you DVR'd it or if you can get it in another way, definitely I watch I it. I don't know De- about you. I mean, you. Uh, it it wasn't like that that good of a card. Well, I mean, like you know, in terms of like, was it a good card or was it a bad card? It was it was an okay card. Yeah, it was an it, yeah, it was like a fifty fifty card. It, it wasn't uh, like maybe three out of five stars. It wasn't anything crazy, but you know, I mean, Randy Brown did fight. I did see that fight. What do you what do you, what do you think about Randy Brown coming he's off? He's very of that looking to fight. He's still green. So. He's he still needs to definitely improve his game. He was very tentative, and, you know, that was his UFC debut, so I can understand how, you know, I mean, like, he probably had the UFC jitters, or, you know. He he said he didn't, though, in the post-fight press conference. Everybody says that, <laughs> you know? I mean, dude, if a guy like Eddie Alvarez can get UFC jitters, yeah. come on, Randy Brown has the UFC jitters. But what do you think about Randy Brown coming off the same kind of show? I mean, he, he, de- he's de- he definitely doesn't look like he's getting the same push as Sage did. No, no. I mean, so you don't think you he's don't gonna know. get? You don't think he's gonna be getting called out? And because I think Randy Brown is coming from a different background than Sage. I think people saw Sage and like his car and his house and oh yeah, the and, way the way he talks. You and, know, I mean, Randy Brown didn't grow up as a celebrity. Yeah, you know, being in front of uh the Karate Magazine, Karate Magazine or whatever. But I mean, Randy Brown just needs to market himself. He needs he needs exciting finishes that like he did in Ring of Combat. You know, and hopefully the next time he fights again, it's, you know. Hopefully they build good, him up slowly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hopefully it's a good build up. You know, feed him steady, competitive fights. And, you know, I mean, it was that was a, that fight with Matt Dwyer was a, that was a tough fight for him. Yeah, like, and yeah. That could have gone either slouch. way, I think. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. I mean, he won two rounds, but, you know, it could have gone either way, in my opinion. All right, let's move. Let's move on from this card because I feel like this card is just just dragging me down a little too much. Uh, what what else do we have on the docket? Bellator. We have uh, we had Bellator. Okay, now Bellator was quite exciting. I didn't watch the whole card, but I did watch. Did watch the important stuff. Did watch the the big fights. What uh you you want to start with the main event? Paul Daly. Let's just talk about Paul Daly, man. Let's just yeah. Let's That's talk all about we Paul talk Daly, about, bro. Paul Daly. Paul Daly. Dude, if it wasn't for the fact that he got kicked out of the UFC, this yeah, guy would still this guy would still be knocking out fools. 
Yeah, I was telling you that uh, before we were recording and we were watching the finish. Man, Paul Daly could have been a, a solid, uh, a big. Sol- he could have been a big fighter. Yo, Paul Daly, Robbie, huge fighter. Paul Daly, Robbie Lawler. Oh. Come on, imagine that. That's the thing is, Paul Daly is a very skilled, technical, and and exciting fighter. Now, there's certain fighters that are technical, um, but they're not exciting. Paul Daly is a big power puncher, but he's technical. And he's exciting. He's good on the mic. And he puts people away, man. He finishes people. And I think um, I think what's happening with Paul Daly is he's also kickboxing. So his striking is really, um, really fine-tuned. So when he comes into like a Bellator, when he comes into an MMA fight, his striking is on point. He's not just headhunting, man. Yeah, that's he the thing. He's not just headhunting. And I think his glory kickboxing fights have really um, worked well. With his MMA career, he's really able to take what he, what he's been, uh, his experience from his kickboxing fights, from his pro kickboxing fights, which I mean, I, I mean, Joe, I mean, have you watched his his kickboxing? Have you paid attention to his kickboxing record the past year? I mean, I've seen his, I've seen some of his fights. I don't know what his record is. Yeah, but I know he's just knocking out fools. He is knocking out fools. Now he might not be um, in the most competitive kickboxing fights, but. You got to consider that he's doing, he's basically doing two sports right now. You know, he's basically doing two sports. And I think he should stick with MMA. I think, I think he should stick with kickboxing as well. Like he, he, he could keep that on the side, but man, I, I, you know, that's, that's his MMA career is where probably the money lies in my opinion. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you, he's a really good striker, but. Once he starts getting to like the cream of the crop of kickboxers, that's when you know that's when he's gonna have trouble. Yeah, and he's he, gonna need to pick which which sport to go. Exactly. With. I mean, even like Tyron Spong had to choose, and even with him, like he's actually probably not even gonna fight kickboxing or MMA. He might be just be a boxer. Yeah. He just needs to figure out where he wants to go, and just you know, I mean, it seems like MMA is a good spot for him. Yeah. Especially I mean- if he's gonna be in Bellator especially yeah i think you nailed it on the head especially in bellator uh but uh in in terms of technically i think since he has such an advantage uh standing up like he he's such a good stand-up and uh, scott coker is gonna match him up against you know people that he can knock out yeah exactly i mean he the scott coker knows knows what he's doing he's a he's a he's a promoter that's very um very aware of what people want to see so yeah, they're definitely gonna give him matchups that favor Paul Daly. Maybe you know, maybe not like, not gimme fights. Yeah, it's not gonna be cans. Yeah, but you know, it'll be like fighters that aren't just gonna try to like you know wrestle him. Yeah, which, which brings me to the Josh Koscheck fight, which Paul Daly is pumping up and he's building up that fight. And he, w- I think he was supposed to fight Josh Koscheck on that card, and Josh Koscheck was in the stands. And you know they, you know they pointed the camera at Josh Koscheck and then they pointed it back at Paul Daly. Beef. Beef. And Paul Daly's just cursing at him, you know. Uh, yeah, definitely. There was some. There was some awesome buildup, and Paul Daly definitely got on the mic and, you know, yelled at Josh. And what, what was he calling him? Cross check, Cro- crotch check. I have no idea. Like basically, like crotch check. Like, you know, like, <laughs> oh, got it. He likes to put his crotch and like just that's, you know. That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, it's well. clever. <laughs> it's clever. Okay, so he's definitely building up that fight, and yeah, I think that's the it's fight. It's gonna be an interesting mate. fight because. You know, I mean, Ka- the Koscheck, the Koscheck that's gonna fight Paul Daly, you know, in the future, it's not, it's not the same Paul. I mean, it's not the same Josh Koscheck that fought him in the UFC. You don't not think the, so? Not the same exact guy. 
I think Josh Koscheck has declined. How far though? How how far has he declined? I Can mean, he, declined like, to the point where he's not going to be able to just wrestle Paul Daly. You don't far. think so? No. You don't think so? No. I don't think so. You don't. I mean, I could see the same thing happening to Koscheck that happened to him against Robbie Lawler. Paul Daly stops a takedown, then he eats copper cuts and just dies. Yeah, I think I think that's a big factor. Is that Josh Koscheck has declined that Paul Daly has been getting better. Exactly. Paul Daly has been so active. And that's the thing. He's been active and he hasn't really taken too much damage. I mean, let's be honest. Like, you know? I mean, GSP basically took Josh Koscheck's soul <laughs> after that fight. He took his eye, too. Yeah, he, he jabbed <laughs> his soul to death. Took his orbital bones. So, I mean, after the fight, after that fight, you know, Josh Koscheck has not looked the same. So, yeah. hopefully the fight happens. You know, it'll be good numbers for Bellator. You know, I'm sure that's going to be a very promotable fight. Oh, yeah. It's going to be very easy to I think to both guys are cognizant of what they need to do to make oh, yeah. the most amount of they money. They know what they're doing. Yeah. They want to sell tickets. They want people to watch. And I they, think that's They the hate best. each other. It doesn't even matter if they want to promote. They just hate each other. Yeah. So I don't, just, yeah. I think they... Yeah. I think yeah. you're right. They, they just don't like each other. Yeah. I mean, so. maybe maybe not Koscheck. Maybe Koscheck is trying to sell tickets. But Paul Daly does not like Koscheck. Well, considering what how, considering, the, how the last fight went, considering what happened the last time they fought, and he kind of blame he probably blames him uh, in in some way, shape, or form for yeah. getting kicked out if of the UFC. Have, if you have not seen that fight, watch don't watch the it. La- watch the last minute. <laughs> Just watch the last minute of the fight and see what happened. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean it wasn't pretty, but personally, I I mean I I do understand Paul Daly's frustration. Seriously, you know. Very unsportsmanlike, but we can understand why he did that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how I would have reacted. I think a lot of people like to say in retrospect that, oh, you know, I would have I would have got up and shook his hand and kissed his feet, but ah, come on, man, Scott you, just, you just got you just got held down for fifteen minutes, like blanket in front of millions, a very heavy blanket. Yeah, and then he laughs at you or something, whatever you know. When imagine when you imagine a very heavy blanket. Was just trash talking you, and you can't move. And you didn't get stood up at all. Exactly. When you know people get stood up now, like you know, uh, in like seconds, you Should get it. stood up from a back mount. Should have Yamasaki. <laughs> Misha Tate could have somebody's. Uh, uh, who? Joe. Where? Who? Who? Who's the girl? Man. Uh, all right. Misha Tate was fighting somebody, and she got stood up from back mount. It happens. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I forget her name. Man, I'm just messing up with names today, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you get stood up from back mount, and Paul Daly wasn't able to get stood up uh, against Josh Koscheck, that's MMA. Yeah, you can understand his frustration, but yeah, um, very yeah. good knockout win by him. Very good knockout win, dude. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the knockout. Exactly. Like, I mean that the way he sets up his knockouts now, he seems so comfortable on the feet. And I think that that um, that has to do with his takedown defense because he did stuff like one or two takedowns in that fight. And I think once he did that, he was very comfortable on the feet. I mean, did you see how he's bouncing in and out? He was hey. boun- he, he 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 was in and out. I mean, the dude was throwing punches, and Paul Daly was nowhere near that. And the York no, had nothing right. for him. So, you know, we'll just we'll see what happens if they actually set up the Koscheck fight next. And that's a perfect fight. That's a perfect highlight KO to set up the Koscheck fight. Yep. But Koscheck hasn't fallen the belt in Bellator yet. Nope. So we really don't know where he stands. Exactly, and we don't know, and that's the thing. We know that Paul Daly's knocking out fools, 
and we don't know the kind of Josh Koscheck that's gonna come in. Dude, if Paul Daly can stuff two takedowns, he knocks him out. Seriously. <laughs> Let's talk about Patricky Pitbull. Randy Couture. Not Randy Couture. I mean, not Randy Couture. Now Ryan be, Couture. Now I want to see that fight. <laughs> oh Ryan Couture. Or Ryan Couture. Man, he got bamboozled. Now, now yeah, if you, you watch the, the fight, fight, if you watch the fight, I mean, it was pretty competitive. Like, Ryan Couture was, you know, throwing good combinations in the stand-up. Then he gets tagged. But he decides to stay standing. And that's when he made the mistake. And he just got caught. You think that's that's just it? He just got caught? He got... Dude, man. He got caught a couple of times. But you think he looked okay? He did fine. He was doing fine in the beginning. But the thing is, like, he, he got... What's the word? He, um... He overextended his honest punch? Yeah. He thought he thought he could compete with him in the striking department. And he should have been using his striking to set up his takedowns. Yeah, he, 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 wasn't probably, doing that. he probably should have grappled more. All right, guys. Uh, <laughs> that's Joe's dog. So, just in case you're wondering, we're not. We're not. This Bigfoot's not outside the door. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but yeah, Ryan Couture just gets bamboozled. Gets. gets it might be. It might be like knockout of the year for Bellator. Yeah, I mean he face planted. So, so he face planted. That was. A, that was. I mean, we were knockout. just talking about Paul Daly's knockout. I mean. Yeah, Pitbull had a ho- highlight knockout. Seriously, uh, man. I mean, I mean, are, the, are there any other fights on the card that st- stood out to you? No, not really. Not I didn't, really. Yeah, I didn't watch I'm the just, whole card. I'm just waiting for the die to five thousand fight. Oh snap! Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. So hopefully we can talk about that whenever that's coming up, and then we'll break that fight down. All right, Cal. Let's move on to our new segment of this podcast. Um, so the Khabib, news segment. The new segment. Yeah. News, so MMA news. Yeah, MMA news. So Khabib Nurmagomedov and Tony Ferguson are going to be fighting in April. Is that right? If Khabib doesn't get injured. If he doesn't get injured. Is it? That's a big if. Well, let's see. He's supposed to be fighting him on what card? UFC 197 or? No, I think he. They're they're the they're they're a main event. They're a main event five round uh, fight. I don't know. I I think they already mentioned. Uh... The event, but I'm not positive. But I know it's definitely in April, and it's a and it's a main event, and it's five rounds. Hmm. Yeah. So, what do you think about that matchup if it happens? Uh, well, I mean, it's gonna be an interesting fight. We haven't seen Nurmagomedov fight in a while. Long time. So, I don't know. But I hear uh, that he's he's heading from Dagestan to AKA in Cali. And so hopefully he doesn't get injured leading up to it, which I'm pretty sure most of his um, injuries came out of Dagestan. So hopefully if he's come to AKA there, you know, he's going to get the right amount of attention and he's going to be working with the right people to prepare him for the fight and make sure that he doesn't get injured. He needs to stop wrestling with bears. That's what he needs to do. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, these bitches are probably clawing his face or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't know where his mind's at because last time he got injured, I mean, he was... He talked about retiring, right? Yeah, he was contemplating retirement just because he didn't even know if he can... If he can get through a camp without getting injured. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you you don't want to see a fighter like that who's got, like, so much potential. Undefeated. Undefeated. Like, you know, really good grappler. Like really? no one, no one's gonna compete with him in the grappling game. 
No, you know, there's, there's very few in his people division. Very few that can compete with him. Maybe Dos Anjos, but I don't know. But he already beat Dos Anjos. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but we'll see. I don't know. I mean, hopefully the matchup does happen. And I mean, Ferguson's in a hot streak too. He's looked good. Yeah, Ferguson's no slouch right now. He's been he's been looking real good. He's been looking like a, a world beater. I mean, you could argue that he should have got a title shot. You could argue that. If uh if Connor didn't get the title shot, it probably would have been Ferguson. Yeah, I agree. To be honest. I agree. I don't think I think they would have probably gave t- uh, Ferguson the title shot over Eddie. This guy's this on a point. seven fight win streak. Seven fight win streak seven. and can you can you name off some of the names that he's beaten? And one fifty five. So Mike Rio, Katsunori Kikuno, Danny Castillo, Abel Trujillo, Gleason T Josh Thompson, and Edson Barboza. Now the last three names, those are solid solid ranked fighters, I believe. Yeah. Edson yeah. Barboza. Of course. Josh Thompson. And what's the other T-Bow. name? T Bao. T Yeah, T I don't know. T always ranked. in the game. He's always yeah, in the game. He's a, he's always one of those he's always there. He's always there. He's like a Wilson uh, Rice from uh, the event this Saturday. Yeah, he's seriously. always there. Always there. Solid veteran. But yeah, man. Seven fight win streak, and now he has to fight Khabib to potentially maybe get a title shot. This maybe. might be a Ryan Bader situation. Look, dude, we don't. <laughs> right? Yeah, seriously. But but the thing is, like with with fifty five, you don't even know if these guys are gonna get a title shot. Like Connor, Connor might win, and then those Anjos might get a rematch. Or he puts the division on hold and goes down to 145. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, and these two guys definitely want a tower shot if they win. Yeah, if Do- well, if Dos Anjos beats Connor, I'm pretty sure that those guys would be next in line. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially if Khabib wins. If One Khabib wins, guys, you set up, you, you got a rematch. You know, or I mean, I don't know. It's just there's a lot of really good potential matchups in 155. And, you know, it's a shame that. You know, everyone's just trying to play that waiting game. You know, and I get it. You want you want the tower shot to get the title to get the big money. You know, but at the same time, it's like you just fight the fight. Yeah, you, know? you should have been doing that negoci- negotiation when you know when you were signing your, your contract. That's yeah, yeah. I feel talking. I feel like most people wait for title shots just because of money. Yeah, because because uh, so they can need, need renegotiate their contract. Yeah, renegotiate their contract and get a bigger payday and. At the same time, you got now you got to be yeah. on the shelf, and your stock's going down, and people are going to forget you. And it's risky, exactly, because you know how the UFC works. Somebody might get a big win two months later, and they get the title shot. Yep, it's you happened know? so many times. Rashad's the biggest example of a dude who waited, and John John Jones came, got his got Rashad's title shot, took the title, and ran away, and basically took over his camp. <laughs> yeah, Rashad had to leave camp. I mean, Rashad, Rashad, Rashad's whole life got flipped upside down just waiting for a title shot. He's not doing too bad. No, he's not doing too bad right now. But for a while, I mean, he was, he was on, he was on the down, he was on the down, uh, down flow. I don't know. He was. People were counting him out, you know. <laughs> but yeah, pretty good matchup. Tony Ferguson, you know, number made of. Definitely, uh, we're definitely gonna keep an eye on that. Yeah, yeah. I I really like that fight. I, I think I have to favor Khabib. If Khabib is a healthy, healthy, and, you know, he has no injuries coming into that fight, if he trains the right way, which I, I believe he will train the right way in a, at AKA, I believe he has the stand-up to, to uh, you know, compete with Tony Ferguson 
standing up. And I believe, because I, I think Edson, Edson took Tony Ferguson down. Edson Barboza, if, I, if I'm not uh, mistaken. So, Tony Tony Ferguson has good wrestling, but man, you, you're not going to be able to compete with Khabib in grappling. And, yeah, five-round fight. If Khabib has the cardio, man, I see Khabib taking that fight, which which I think would suck, man. If dude, if Tony Ferguson loses to Khabib, uh, you know, on his seven fight win streak, just man, contenders knocking each other out, you know. Yeah, shame, but that's how it is, man. Good that's matchup, though. Solid, very good, uh, yeah. very good matchup. Very interesting fight that we 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 were supposed to see before Khabib got injured. So that and Michael Johnson basically just got pushed over, but I think he had a surgery, so I guess it worked out for him. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to the next uh, so, news topic. So we just found out that, well, we didn't just find out, but this week it came out that there's not going to be MMA in New York for this year. Yeah, I think, I believe I think it was a judge ruling. So Yeah, I think I think that's just uh, officially confirmed. But I mean, I I think I think the all the signs were heading towards no MMA in New York. So I don't, I don't, I don't really think it's a, a new revelation. I mean, yeah, and the thing is, it's 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 such a weird topic because the more you look into it, the shadier it gets, and the more you think that's that's not really the reason. That can't really be the reason why MMA is illegal in New York. You know, so I mean, you do a little bit of research, and then you find out that it's something with the culinary union or John McCain's wife. <laughs> it's just so it's weird. And the dude who. Uh... The dude who was kind of popular for being in the way, I forget his name now, but uh, he he was always in the way. He was a, pretty much just a corrupt politician, yeah, he was and, and he got arrested. For yeah, he was busted he got for arrested. corruption. Uh, it's it's crazy, you know. It's 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 a shame that you know politics is keeping MMA in New York because that's, yeah, it would that's bring really all it so is. much. It would bring so much, you know, publicity to the sport, and it will bring in a lot of money. And it's to like, MSG. why not? I mean, exactly. really, like, it's happening in New Jersey. And that's the thing. It's <laughs> like, why, why why, can't people fight in New York, but the people ki- can't fight in, this, in, in, in New York? Literally, it's like, a half so an weird. hour away. It's weird. Yeah. The only state. Especially since they have boxing and kickboxing. Right, Cal? Is it, is it the only state where MMA is no, illegal? No, it's technically not the only state. I believe there's like two two or three states. The only state that we really care yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's, there's the other states, like... <laughs> they, even if it was legal, nobody's going there. Seriously. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, New York is the only big state that matters right now. Yeah, it and, might be. It might be the only state, but and, I'm not. And positive. UFC has gone out of their way to even schedule, you know, a a, a fight card and MSG. They waste a year. lot of money. They waste so, a lot of money. Um, yeah, and they were promoting it, so yeah, it was it was very interesting. I mean, it would have been nice. I mean, we would we definitely would have gone. Do you think? Do you think at this point? Like, there's ever gonna be MMA in New York? I mean, maybe, oh yeah, it's gonna happen. Like in our lifetime. <laughs> I think it's it's gonna happen. It's just it's a matter of time. It's just it's just politics. Yeah, you know, just I guess the UFC is gonna need to buy the right amount the right amount of politicians, you know, or lobbyists. Yeah, they need to. Yeah, lo- yeah, lobbyists and uh, they just they're need just to, need to spend money. Yeah, That's money all. money needs to be shifted into the right stupid. people's hands. It's it's just yeah, it's stupid. Because, yeah, I mean, the New Jersey Commission does is one of the probably most efficient, popular MMA commissions. And they're right. I mean, they're in our home state. So they're like right next door. And they they host uh, a plethora 
of MMA and combat sports um, in general. Yep. Events. So it's I mean, just, it's just weird because kickboxing yeah. is illegal. Uh, boxing is legal in New York. You can grapple in New York <laughs> competitively, just, but you just, can't do a combine a combination of all those things yeah. in a cage. You cannot do that. So I mean, yeah, I mean it's just politics, and I feel like I feel like <laughs> who cares? I mean, I, well, at least for me, who cares? Because I know the second UFC gets le- uh, not UFC, I know the second MMA gets legal in New York. We're not getting any big fight cards in Jersey. So I'm biased in that in that sense because we're not going to get anything. Like well, once, let's be once it's legal in New York, we're not getting anything. Let's be honest. We're not we're not getting any big fights anymore. Oh no, yeah. I was I was going to point point that out too, but but we wouldn't get anything. Like nada, zilch, nothing. We Seriously. wouldn't get a Bellator. We would not get a Bellator. We would not even get a WSOF in <laughs> Jersey. Nope. No UFC events, no fight nights, no UFC on Fox, no fuel events. If they go back to fuel, like, or there is no fuel. If they made a, if they made a fuel TV, oxygen. They, yeah, if they put an oxygen fight card, we would not get the oxygen fight card. Man, those we wouldn't were the get days. anything. Those were the days. Facebook fights. Let's yep. go back to Facebook fights. Oh my god! Screw Fight Pass. Facebook fights. What happened with Mark Zuckerberg that they don't have Facebook fights anymore? That that was the that was the peak. Of MMA fandom for me. Just <laughs> getting on Facebook and watching fights. I'm like, this is the best. Who can complain about? And then all the comments. <laughs> all the comments oh happening. Oh my god, those comments. Live, live uh, yeah, I mean, way better than YouTube comments, in my opinion. <laughs> Facebook comments are way better. Because you can see the, you can literally see the dude, you know? You can, you can go on his profile, be like douchebag, and send them a message. Yeah, it was just awesome. I loved it. Uh, but yeah, no MMA for New York. For who knows how long. Some lame well, cards wait. in New Jersey still happening. Maybe uh maybe in sixty years it'll be legal. Yeah. But uh let's talk about Benavides, Cal. You you said there was some sort of news of a potential camp move for him. Okay, so I don't I'm not the official source. Don't source me. Quote him. I don't know if it is completely official, but you can go listen to um He heard a guy who was talking to the guy. Uh, no. You could literally go listen to Joseph Benavidez's is um interview on MMA Junkie. So that's a plug for MMA Junkie. You go listen to the interview. It's a very good interview. And basically Joseph Benavidez is talking about doing his full fight camp in Colorado with Dwayne Bang Ludwig and TJ Dillashaw and the Muscle Farm Team Elevation. For people that's not following this whole fiasco uh Dwayne Ludwig's the guy that was having a fall on that with Uriah Faber's camp. Yeah, Uriah Faber, head of Team Alpha Male, which Benavidez has been a long time, long time uh, member of Team Alpha Male. He, and he, you know, I mean, you, you talk about the names coming out of Team Alpha Male, you got to mention Joe B, Joseph Benavidez. So basically, he went to go, um, this is the whole story. Joseph Benavidez went to go train with TJ Dillashaw, prepare him for the Dominic Cruz fight. So he went to Colorado for, I, I believe, a week or so. And he also, uh, within that time or before that, he went to go train at Greg Jackson's camp. Also for like a week or two with Lance Palmer. And basically he was saying that it was just, he just needed fresh, he needed something new. And we talked about this pre- in, in uh, previously on this podcast episode. He just needed something new. He just needed to freshen up his his camp. He needed to change things up. Um, but he didn't leave Team Alpha Male. 
basically he just yeah you know he was just um cross training that's what he calls it cross training and he says he did he he's he said he's been doing this all his throughout his entire career which is another little hint hint at team alpha male if joseph benavides has been cross training his entire career i mean that says something about team alpha male that there's something missing there um but anyways he he uh he you know he goes out for the tj tj fight and he said he was thinking about how how good he felt training with Dwayne, and he did mention that he he's got a, he can't lie. He he looked his best when he was training with Dwayne. So he got his fight uh, booking against Makovsky, and basically he said, "Man, I felt so good in Colorado training with TJ and uh, and Bang Ludwig that I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do my full fight camp in Colorado." Now he said that he uh, called uh, he called you know Team Alpha Male, and everybody was you know supporting him. So he said in the interview that he was still part of Team Alpha Male. Now, shortly after that interview, maybe a few days, that week, I believe, uh, Muscle Farm um, posted an Instagram photo welcoming uh, Joseph Benavides and Lance Palmer to Team Elevation and the Muscle Farm team. Now, I saw a few sources, probably not the most credible, but not, uh, so it's not official, but it seems like Joseph Benavides and Lance Palmer, two pretty big names. Joseph Benavidez is definitely a big name coming out of Team Alpha Male. It looks like they have maybe, I don't know if it's official, made the official move to Team Elevation. And if it's if it is official and they have officially left Team Alpha Male, you know, what's uh what's the, you know, what's the difference between Joseph Benavidez and um TJ? So, long story short, Joseph Benavidez can go to Team Elevation and train and still be able to train at Team Alpha Male but for some reason TJ can't right? Is yeah, that, I mean, is that I, what we're trying to get at? I know it was too long I know it was too long Joe but I, I, I had to give the full picture because if I didn't give the full picture there's something there would be something missing so I, I feel like I had to I had to put the whole picture out there just so we can compare it to TJ now with with TJ's situation it was very interesting because he said he's been training with Dwayne. He got the title with Dwayne, so he wants to train with him. But if possible, he wanted to stay with Team Alpha Male. And what did they do? Yeah. Well, what did what did Faber do? What did Faber do? do? He ostracized him and basically just told him, you can't train here. That is what he said, right? Yeah. He did like say that. He banned him from the gym. Yeah, banned him. While guys like Joseph Benavides can do that. So no. it's definitely weird. Definitely weird. So... You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean... It seemed like a personal thing in terms of uh, TJ going to train with Dwayne, Bang Ludwig. You know, because Dwayne and Uriah beefed. So it seemed like Uriah made him choose between Uriah Exactly. And, and you know, Bang. I mean... And the the thing is when TJ was being interviewed about this situation and, you know, he I mean, he kept saying... He basically kept dismissing it and saying that there's it's not a big deal. Which... It dis- it didn't seem like it was a big deal because he saw his other training partners doing it, and Joseph Benavides. Yeah. So it's just a shame that with all the timing, you know, Faber basically, you know, had him be in between him and Dwayne Ludwig. Yeah, and I think this is a. I mean, I I know uh, Lance Palmer isn't really a big name, but he, I mean, he is a prospect. He he. I mean, he was uh. Uh, he he's a big name for WSOF. Uh, he's a very solid fighter. So also, I mean, if he, you know, if he's leaving Team Alpha Male as well, you know, that that is a, also another 
another big name. I mean, that that's TJ, Joseph Benavides, and Lance Palmer. And Danny Castillo got cut from the UFC. Page, you know, I don't, I don't want to read too much into it, but, you know, there's been, there's been um, some criticism of Team Alpha Male and what what's happening of, as, of, uh, as of late. Do you have any opinion or am, are we reading too much into it? Do you think Team Alpha Male, there's, there's a problem there? With what? Team Alpha Male. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, I think the problem is just Uriah Faber, which is weird because he's the one that created that camp. You think people's just... Yeah, if Joseph Benavides, Lance Palmer officially have left, went to Team Elevation, that's that's three guys right there. Do you think other people follow suit? Like Danny Castillo? Um, Danny Castillo also has been training in Colorado. I mean, I don't I don't really see Team Alpha Male just like falling apart. I you mean, they're so? still there's still a good camp. They're still putting out good fighters. But they don't just... have coach. They don't have coaches. And that's the problem. It's like it would need it would need some restructuring and Hopefully, you know, Uriah Faber realizes that before it's too late and he ends up just opening, you know, an MMA chain gym, which is not a, a, bad, a bad choice, you know, especially since he's uh definitely on the decline now. You yeah. know, he, he needs to look he needs to look into trying to basically, you know, I mean, expand his investment and look into people that are going to take over for him in the school instead of him trying to prioritize a freaking beef between him and his former teammate. Yeah, I think his priorities are are weird. He's think, got weird prior- priorities. Yeah, I think uh, that that's also something else that um Joseph Benavides didn't really push on, but it, it definitely seems like some guys didn't really like the way Uriah reacted to TJ. You know, uh, kind of like turning turning on TJ like full blast. It wasn't even <laughs> it wasn't even like a you know a mature. Um, he he didn't deal with it maturely. It's just weird because now you know you have people that are, you know, people that are long time time Uriah Faber fans, and now these now they're and he's painting a picture like T.J. Dillashaw is the bad guy, when in reality Uriah Faber is just trying to sell a fight. Yeah, and I'm sure Joseph Benavides was probably thinking about that in the back of his head when he when he cross trains and nobody says anything, and then T.J. wants to cross train with Dwayne and. He gets, uh, you know, completely criticized. Also, just real quick before we move on, I feel like this is also getting passed up, is that uh, Joseph Benavides mentioned that he also left the management from, you know, whatever Uriah's management was or whatever. Oh, snap. So basically, Joseph Benavides said he, he became his own manager, you know, mainly for money reasons, because he was like, why why should I, why should I, you know, why should I give give somebody a certain percentage when I could pretty much accept fights and a lot of fighters well. have been doing that too but hopefully he doesn't regret it later on when he has to renegotiate his contract yeah he did and he doesn't that. have a manager to uh to basically you know negotiate his contract he did say that he did say that you know uh it's, it's probably going to be a little more it's, it's, it's going to be uh something that he hasn't had to deal with to renegotiate his contract but he's he, he said he's willing to do it because you know it saves him money exactly it's good it's definitely you know? good for him if he feels that if he feels that, you know, he could basically uh, play that role for his career, you know, that, that more power to him. Who better than the person uh, themselves? I mean, obviously, you know, if you're 
if you're a big fighter, you need you need a management team to to work for yeah, you. Yeah, you need someone taking care of you, make sure that you know you got the right connections and all that. That's that's what I mean. Maybe he felt like he, you know, maybe he felt like you know there was too much money coming out of Uriah Faber's management team, and you know he wanted that money. So whatever, make that money, Joe. Let's move on. What Let's else see. do we have? What else do we have on the the news docket? Do we have anything else? Is there any is there uh, any I mean, other news not, coming out this week? It's not really news, but it it's more of a trend. You know, all right. the The waiting game. The waiting game. The waiting game. So what's the waiting game? So all right. So who was it that just came out that said they were gonna wait for the next title shot? Anthony Johnson. Anthony Johnson. Wait. So Anthony Johnson said, "I will wait for the winner of John Jones, Daniel Cormier." Okay, waiting. Now, who was the last one that said that? Uh, Stipe Miocic. I think right? Stipe is waiting too. And Stipe's, Kane's waiting. Stipe's waiting. Kane's waiting. Verdum's waiting. Uh, Verdum's waiting. Uh, Jose Aldo's waiting. <laughs> Jose Aldo's waiting. Uh, Frankie for... Edgar is waiting. Frankie Edgar's waiting for his shot. Let's see. Who else is waiting? It's a TJ, lot of... TJ's waiting. T- TJ's probably waiting for that, waiting. you know, flyweight fight. No, not flyweight fight. Bantamweight fight. Bantamweight. Whatever, whatever fight. fight. Uh, Demetrius Johnson's probably waiting for that big money fight. He's waiting for any fight. He's waiting for <laughs> any fight. <laughs> he doesn't have he, any he'll fight. He'll fight anyone on Xbox. Bro, he's, he's live streaming EA UFC beta uh the ea uh ufc 2 beta game right now but that, that's how much he, he doesn't have anything on his horizon this waiting game is ridiculous chris Rybnitz waiting for a rematch with luke rock there, there you go that waiting game carlos conda is waiting for a rematch with robbie lawler see I, I already forgot all those big names there's so many people waiting for a title shot eddie alvis probably wants to what wait what is going on eddie oh that's right eddie alvis will wait for a title shot well actually no that's not true he did say that he will fight anyone but he wants that title. Um. Shot. Oh yeah, he wants that title shot. If you know he gets an inkling that he's like a contender, somewhat, he's gonna wait. Yeah. So what, what? What about? What is it about this waiting game? It's weird, man. Because like, it's such a weird trend that just that started. Because I mean, some fighters usually are just, oh yeah, I'll fight anyone. And I get it. You know, you you want to put your career, you know, uh. On your own hands. Oh, he didn't even mention Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley. I don't Tyron think he, Woodley. I don't, I don't think he can wait for a title shot. He's he's going to fight the winner of Hendricks versus Thompson. Because he was the guy that said that. He was waiting. He was waiting. Now now they officially said. Now he's not waiting. You're, no, they yeah, basically said, UFC said, you're not getting a title shot. Like, oh, snap. If you're waiting, we're not giving you a title shot. I don't, it's, I don't know what it's, happened. It's weird because... You know, I mean, you want fighters to have control of who they fight. Yeah. It, which, in essence, should mean they should fight whoever they want to fight, not wait until you get a tower shot because you think that you deserved it. Yeah, at I, the I same think time, that's different, yeah. Yeah, exactly. At the same time, I, I believe, you know, part of it is the UFC's fault for promising tile shots to people and not giving it to them. And also fighter pay. Fighter pay. Fighter pay, uh, contracts. A stupid ranking Reebok. system that doesn't even matter. Definitely the sponsorship pay also. Sponsorship. Exactly. It's a, it if, is... you're not making, if you're not making a lot of money and you know the money, the big money fight is from the title shot, if you even have, yeah, like you said, if Eddie Alvarez has even a slight chance of arguing for a title shot, he's going to take it because that's where the money lies. Seriously. And the thing is like this, <laughs> there are so many... uh there, I don't know. There's so many reasons as to why you know fires are doing this. Yeah, so many factors. So many factors to it. It's just, 
it's so weird, you know. I mean, like you can't. I mean, I guess you can't blame the fighters, but yeah, you can't really blame them. You can't blame them, but at the same time, it's like it's it holds up the it sport. It holds up the sport, and I don't know. We end up watching a fight between Sage Northcutt and the guy that <laughs> that <laughs> what what eventually happens is we're wait we we start waiting so long for matchups, and then fights begin to fall out so basically we're waiting for matchups and then those guys get injured like we're waiting for kane versus verdum kane gets injured verdum's out now we got we might wait another like so by the time we get another heavyweight title title fight it might be a year and a half from the last title fight so basically the title you know gets defended like it's it's way too long of a layoff between title fights and 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 the last half decade kane velasquez defended his title Against two guys. Yeah. Bigfoot and Dos Santos. <laughs> yeah. And now he's injured. And now he's injured. And, you know, I'm not, we are, we're not trying to blame the fighters, but when Overeem might be waiting, you don't know. Ben Rothwell might be, might, he, he said he would wait for a title shot, but, you know, he he's not confirming that. I mean, it holds he, up the whole division. Especially it's, when you have multiple people waiting in the, in the division waiting for title shots. Like the heavyweight division. Now Seriously. we got Stipe, Kane, and Rothwell potentially waiting for title shots. How many times is Verdum going to fight? Like, how ma- how long are- is somebody going to wait in between title fights? Like, all right, Verdum fights Kane. What is Stipe going to wait wait for that fight to end? And then Verdum has to heal up, and then he fights Stipe, and then and then he heals up again, and yeah. then he fights and Rothwell. I, and what if in between then, Arlovsky gets a win streak? Or like Roy Nelson knocks out two, two three people. Yeah, yeah, seriously, you know? Or, or, or uh, Fedor gets signed. You don't know. Joe. These things, these... Cra- don't be the, ridiculous. Listen, the <laughs> crazier things have happened. Yeah, I know, but... All right. Let's calm down. Uh, yeah, I, it's I such, think... It's such an interesting topic, and there's like... I mean, we're not trying to propose some sort of solution to it, because there really isn't just one solution to it. Now, if anybody can wait in any division, it's probably the light heavyweight division, because there's really no contenders there. Exactly. If, <laughs> if, if there... Yeah, exactly. If there's any... If there's any division... That could, you know, that could be held by uh, a champion just putting their title on hold. It will be a lot heavyweight. Yeah, because know? we have Anthony Johnson, who's a contender. We have the DC John Jones matchup, which is probably going to get announced uh, within the next few days. So that matchup's going to happen. Anthony Johnson just beat Ryan Vader, so Ryan Vader's not going to, you know, Anthony Johnson's going to get the next title shot. The only other really contender in the division is Alexander Gustafson. Yeah. You know, who's maybe, already fought for the title twice? Yeah. So, Anthony Johnson has some leverage to be able to be able to say, "Hey, yeah, uh, you know, I'm gonna wait for a title shot." You know, who who do you have? Who else do you have? Oh, I mean, go ahead, go ahead, put put Alexander Gustafson in another <laughs> title. title and it's fight. weird because it, it's so weird that you know the 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 weakest division in the UFC. Is the only division where there is like a clear contender, and then the very next, you know, clear who's gonna get the next style of shot? Yeah, I mean, not even. I mean, even flyweight. Like, who's who's the contender for flyweight? Cejudo, supposedly. <laughs> Cejudo, supposedly. Who's who? Who's he beating? It's not who he's beaten. It's that he hasn't really lost. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, if you haven't really lost, you have a few wins in flyweight. I mean. There's really nobody else for. I mean, uh, Dotson went up to bantamweight, yeah, he's, so he's not having any of that 125 anymore. Yeah, I mean, he lost to 
Demetrius twice. Benavidez, I respect Benavidez because he's still he's still looking for a third matchup with Demetrius. Keep going, Joe. It's so crazy. Keep going. He should just come out and say, I'm waiting until I get a title shot. Yeah, well, if he, if he beats Makovsky, he I might. I mean, because technically he's the number one ranked flyweight. Who, Benavidez? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say Cejudo... Uh, According to rankings. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would say Cejudo probably has a... a you know, because he's a fresh matchup. He, he might get a title shot against Demetrius before him. But, dude, Benavidez comes out and knocks out Makovsky. You know what? In this fight, he might get it. I might have a solution to this. What? So, I think... The UFC should run tournaments, tournament champions. So tournament champions gets to have a trophy or a title, like a Grand Prix. And if they win, they get a title shot. Joe, you talking about uh, Bjorn Rebney tournaments right now? Yeah, Pride talking- Pride FC style. Or right, Pride FC style or Bellator? No, not not not, not Bellator. Dude, no, we are not gonna have a six month <laughs> light heavyweight tournament. No? One night, one night tournament. Whoever wins gets one a title night. shot. One night. Oh, God. One night. All right. Well, I we, think... That I way, think... we have a clear contender. <laughs> we have a clear contender. We don't We don't have, oh, oh, there's five guys waiting for a title shot in the same weight division. Yeah. Because they feel like they're entitled to it. Well, you can you can try that when, you, when you're when you a promoter. Exactly. You I'll should make that. your own promotion. Shave my head. Yeah. Shave, yeah well, you're, yeah, your head's already... Almost there. Shaped, so. yeah, almost, almost there. there. You just need to... Uh, you need to have like a. I just a need signature. the backing. I just need the backing of uh two billionaire casino owners. Two billionaire casino owners, and you need to yell a lot. Yell a lot, and do you do you even want to do you even want to be a fighter? Do you want to be a fighter? Do you, do you want to be a fighter? There you go. Yeah. Anyways, let's uh move on to our next segment, which is our preview and breakdown of the next fight card. Let's do it. All right, Cal, let's talk about UFC 196, Cain Velasquez versus Verdum. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, hold up. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's I mean, not happening. I mean, Fight Night 82. Fight Night on 82 FS1. Mm-hmm. FS1. Forget, forget your motorcycle racing. or some, there, Forget there, that. There was some racing on, on FS1. Cops, forget cops if it was on FS1. It probably was. You're going to watch Johnny Hendricks, Stephen Thompson. And some... Some other fights. And some other fights. Some other, some other fights. No, don't get me wrong. It's an okay card. It's not it's garbage. It's an okay card. For FS1, it's for free? You know, oh, well, not for free. But there's a reason. For on TV? There's a reason why the UFC made this in from a numbered pay-per-view card into a Fox card. Well, it's not fi- FS1. Fight Night card. Fight Night card. Fight Night. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because uh, nobody, me and you are not buying that card. No. Nobody's buying no. that card. No. There might be like 10 people who buy that card. I probably won't even bootleg that for the pay-per-view. We don't even know if Hendrix is going to fight. Seriously. Honestly. Uh, you know what? You know what? News came out. He, uh... He was at McDonald's? <laughs> no, that's not news. I believe he sold his, uh, restaurant. Oh, yeah. I did see that. There you go. That's news. But so, I don't, uh, I don't really know if that's news because that's just, that's just his... It was inevitable. Inevitable. No, I mean, you know, it was going to happen. A lot of fighters start up businesses. Come on, are you saying that? And they don't succeed. Are you saying that Anthony Pettis' club or bar is not going to be successful? Oh snap! He he has one. He has a bar. Yeah, a sports bar. I don't know. Anthony Pettis could probably come in there for like a few seconds and make it make it pop. There you go. That that seems he he seems like 
He seems fit. like that kind of guy, right? Yeah, he seems like fit for that kind of business. There you go. He he's a he's what? a cool sly well, guy. Johnny Hendricks. <laughs> Johnny Hendricks, man. How a steakhouse? He's eating too much. Oh my god. You know, he's the, good. Hey, man, good for him. Making moves. You know. What do you mean making moves? <laughs> Make, making moves. You know, trying to move around, lose some weight. Probably make that one seventy. We'll see. Let, let, let's even see That's if we can make one seventy. Yeah, like, uh, I don't. That that hasn't been a topic. Yeah, like well, let's not. Last time I we mean, saw. Yeah, yeah. It's weird because, like, I mean, you don't usually talk about a guy that constantly misses weight since Anthony Johnson. Yeah. So, and Anthony Johnson is now a two hundred five contender. Think Every, about that. Everybody's assuming that Johnny Hendricks versus Stephen Thompson yeah. is the main event. Like people are thinking that this this fight is set in stone. Last time we saw, have we not forgotten? Have we not learned that yeah. last time we saw Johnny Hendricks, he did not fight. He did not fight, and the <laughs> guy he was supposed to fight was offered a title shot, and he didn't get it. And he didn't get it. And the fight didn't happen. So, like, we don't know if Johnny Hendricks really is going to fight Stephen Thompson next we don't Saturday. Know. But let's say, let's say, in a perfect world, in a perfect world, he makes one seventy. Johnny Hendricks laid off the deer meat. He all takes right? off. He, he takes. He takes off his shorts. Takes off his shorts. Gets a towel out. Gets a towel out. Makes it... 171. 171. All right? 171. Yeah. He fights Stephen Thompson. What happens, Cal? Who do, you, who do you got? Man, Stephen Thompson might knock his head off. Really? Or Johnny Hendricks grinds him out. But it's five rounds. It's five rounds. That's five rounds for Stephen Thompson to land a spinning kick on his head. The way he did with Jake Ellenberg. Now, I keep calling him Steven. Is it Stefan? Or is it Steven? Pretty sure it's Stephen Thom- Thompson. Stephen Thompson. Stephen? Stephen Thompson. Stephen. Like Steve, but it's... Yeah, it's definitely PH? not Stefan. Stephen. Ste- yeah, Stephen. Stephen Thompson. Thompson. Or Stephen. Okay. Stephen Thompson. So I'm this gonna, guy. I say Stephen Thompson. The guy who throws the spinning stuff. Yeah, the dude that is uh, great, great karate background. Um... He has a great uh, striking. He has a great overall striking background, but he's he's very he's improved he's improved his grappling enough to be able to um, knock people out. To you know, I mean that Matt Brown fight is really his only blemish in his record, at least his MMA record. Um, and yeah, I mean that's a tough fight. He 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 took that fight pretty early in his UFC uh, career. Pretty early in his MMA career, and second yeah, I mean, fight. He, second UFC fight. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a that's a tough matchup. Matt For Brown's not an easy fight, and, and Matt Brown didn't really do that well in the standup. It was more of him, you know, taking him down and just grinding him out and making it a dirty fight. But since that fight, dude, Thompson been been looking good. He's, he's been, been training with tear. Chris. He's been training with Chris Weidman, working with uh, Ray Longo, and uh, you know, he always has that striking background. He's so he he's basically put his game together. I don't know if it's going to be enough against Johnny Hendricks. What do you think? I'm. I don't know. I'm going to need to reserve my judgment until weigh-ins because really, Joe. Because we we know how Johnny Hendricks is. Joe, we're recording right let's, now. Let's let's base it uh, let's base it off of his past performance. He had a really good fight against GSP, which most people thought he won. I think. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought he won. Me too. Then he had a okay fight with Robbie Lawler now that was that was when Johnny Hendricks started playing safe I think right he became a volume striker like he went from knockout artist 
to Volume Striker. They keep showing that Martin Campman fight knockout as if he's been knocking people out. Four as years late. ago. Four years ago. Yeah, he, had, he he's not knocking people out anymore. No. Volume striking. So he wins against Robbie Lawler, loses against Robbie Lawler, and like he looked horrible. And then, yeah, he wins against Matt Brown, but whatever. You know? It, yeah, it wasn't impressive. No. It was, it was just a straight impressive. grappling match. And it's weird because, like, I mean, you look at... You look at his fights, I mean, it hasn't really been that long that he fought GSP, but just his transformation, the transformation of his style, and just, I mean, you, I'm not going to say that you can really base it, you know, base a fighter's skills off of his physique, but you look at the way he looked from his GSP fight to how he looked in his second Robbie Lawler fight, completely different fighter. Completely different. Joe, what are you trying to say? I'm not saying anything. Joe, what are you trying to say? Listen, I'm not trying to suggest anything. All I'm saying is, you. Here, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put little pieces of a puzzle. GSP potentially could have lost the fight. Decides to retire, and then starts hinting at the fact that he retired because the UFC did not have strict drug testing. They didn't have his back. He didn't have his back. He left the game. Johnny Hendricks looked like a tank. Then fights Robbie Lawler. Looks like a marshmallow. <laughs> loses a split decision. Has not looked the same since, and is now having a problem making weight. making weight. Just put the pieces together. Left his left his longtime uh, buddy and coach uh, Mark Lehman. Exactly uh, from Team Takedown. Bl- blames his blames the weight cutting on. Uh, <laughs> Dear me. Dear me. Uh, blames it on uh, Mike Dolce. He said he got it. He said he had the system down. Yeah, he pretty much left everything that was that was keeping him uh, in, the, that made him successful. And the everything like, he left everything that made him successful. Exactly, he was such an exciting fighter. I don't know, maybe maybe the success got to his head, or whatever. Maybe he opened up that steakhouse and was like, "Man, I don't." You know what? You never know. Maybe this I don't is, even need this fight. This might be a reinvigorated Johnny Hendricks. It might be, and then he just knocks out Stephen Thompson. It's possible, bro. If he Don't even out, come at me with if that. If he knocks out Stephen Thompson, Hold up. does he get a title shot? Joe. What? It's are you, possible. You're you telling me he's going to knock him out standing? It is very possible. I'm going to tell you right now, Joe. I'm just saying. Don't don't disrespect, last don't time disrespect I checked, the striking game in front of me. Last like time that. I checked, John Fitch, Mark Cameron got don't knocked out silly put, by John Hendricks. Do not put John Fitch in the striking, in, in the same sentence all I'm, saying, all I'm saying is Johnny Hendricks, Johnny Hendricks might have gotten some special acai from Vitor Belfort. Alright? And Maybe. he might be he might be a new Johnny Hendricks. Possibly. Yo, I'm telling you right now, Johnny Hendricks could take all the steroids in the world. If he turned it I never said a, steroids. Okay. If he took <laughs> all that good stuff. The good stuff. The good if stuff. If he took every single good stuff that he could he could get his hands on. And he decided to make this a kickboxing match against Stephen Thompson. Stephen Thompson would have his way. I'm just telling you right now, Joe. Don't even get it twisted. If Johnny Hendricks thinks he could stand with Stephen Thompson, he's getting his bell rung. He's getting knocked out. So, so he's you got knocked out. So you got Stephen Thompson then? No, I'm not saying Stephen Thompson, but don't don't think for a second Johnny Hendricks can knock him out on the field. All right, well, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna make a crazy pick right now. I think. Johnny Hendricks, if he makes 170, not 171, if he is on point, 170, he knocks out Stephen Thompson. 
There's a lot of ifs in your in your prediction. Exactly. There's a lot it's, of ifs. Listen, there's it, it needs to line up. The stars need to align. I think perfectly. this is like the Ryan Bader Anthony Johnson fight. I don't know if you agree with me. Not even. Not even. Stephen Thompson. No is way. The, is the dangerous striker. Yo, Johnny, Johnny Hendricks, Hendricks. Johnny Hendricks has a better wrestler. chance. Johnny Hendricks has a better chance than no, <laughs> than Ryan Bader. Okay, we're let's not. Be honest. We're not talking about a dude like Anthony Rumble, but we're talking about similar. Uh, style matchups. Stephen Thompson is a guy who probably wants to keep this fight standing. Johnny Hendricks is the guy who probably wants to take this fight to the oh, ground. Oh yeah, definitely, at some point. definitely. Now, if Stephen Thompson can avoid the ground game, he's on a different level. But for of how long? But for yeah, how yeah, long? no, yeah, for how long? It's a five round fight. But man, I'm really, I'm a really big believer. Of You're Stephen. really high on this guy. No, 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 I'm, I'm high on his striking. Can you watch a breakdown? Watch a, a a person break down Stephen Thompson's technical uh tech techniques standing up. His techniques standing up are flawless. I mean, it's amazing how he's in and out before the guy could even throw a counter punch. I mean, just and look at the knockout against Jake Ellenberger. Man, Jake Ellenberger was nowhere near like uh you know landing well, just on just to play devil's advocate. Well, let's look at Stephen Thompson's. Fighting record and who he's fought, and let's look at Johnny Hendricks and who he's fought. Oh, all right, okay. I know where you're going with this. Stephen Thompson is Johnny Hendricks is the biggest test that Stephen Thompson is going to face right go. now. So a lot of unknowns because yeah, a lot of unknowns because we don't really know if Stephen Thompson can handle, you know, the type of competition that Johnny Hendricks can, yeah. you know, put out. So I mean, but it's, I re- I'm it's high on the striking. Fight. I'm it's high on be, the striking. Hopefully, it's an exciting fight. Every time we hope it's an exciting fight, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So, maybe we'll just hope for a very boring fight. Maybe. You know, Johnny <laughs> Hendricks doesn't make weight. They fight at 85. And Steven Thompson is mad hydrated. Yeah. And it becomes a good night. So, we'll see. I don't know. I'm we'll going to pick Steven Thompson just because I'm high on his striking. Sounds good. And I, I'm hoping that he could just avoid the takedowns. All right. Cool. So, uh, we're not going to talk about the rest of the card. Just because, yeah. because you know what, the <laughs> last time we put off a card like this, it became a really good card. Yeah. So let's hope it's the same thing happens. Yeah, and then we'll have a good post-fight uh, podcast. Exactly. So now let's let's talk about let's, let's talk about our, this our last segment. Exactly. Let's let's move on to our next segment, which is the J and K Weekly Awards. The now, J and K Weekly Awards. Now we're gonna try this out. We're gonna try it out this week. See how it is. You know, if we like it, we'll listen to it again. <laughs> if it's good, then we'll keep it. If not, then, you know, we'll, we'll try something else. Yeah. So, let's see. Uh, so, you do one award, I'll do one award. All right, sounds good. So, so you do the first one. First, first, first award that we're giving out is the Biggest Loser Award. Now, and the Biggest Loser from UFC on Fox 18, UFC New Jersey. For, for last week. For yep. last week. Saturday. Any, any card, UFC, 1FC, Bellator, yep. uh, Shuto. Whatever card. Right. So the biggest loser this week. The biggest loser is Sage Northcutt. And it's not for losing weight. <laughs> Sage Northcutt. <laughs> now you said you said you said that there were rumblings that he was throwing a fit. It was on Twitter. It, it might just be In the backstage. people people making jokes. Could but be. I w- you said you wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. You you just saw his face. You saw his disappointment after he tapped so quick to that. You know, wrong side arm triangle. Yeah, I mean, he's the, he he has to be the biggest loser this week just because of the hype. how far he dropped. The hype, exactly. How far he dropped and how he lost. It, now, it's not like he came in there 
and got dropped on his shield, you know? No, he didn't get knocked. He, it wasn't like a flash knockout. This it, kid. It wasn't like a three-round war. Yeah, against a guy with a full camp. He, he lost to a guy on eight days' notice. With a... With a, with a submission with a that he shouldn't have been tapped on. And he's a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. Didn't even defend... I don't want to say that, but it definitely looked like he didn't no. even really try no, to I'm not defend even, it. No, I'm not even exaggerating that. He is literally... A purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You can, you keep harping on this. Literally. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm harping on this because I train and I'm a white belt in jiu-jitsu. And you know how to And I've rolled it. I've rolled with purple belts. And purple belts do not tap and unless I don't know. Dude, listen. I don't know. Maybe that guy was really strong. Maybe he had a beast choke. Just just ridiculous strength. might have been something else might now if that like, guy goes on a chain and starts yeah. choking everybody out if with he that starts choke. choking people out with that that move then he's legit then alright he's legit he's a Ben Rothwell so you're, go, 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 you're off the hook but right now you're the biggest loser yeah you're the biggest loser take it take it with pride take it with stride take all the criticism and uh, just come back okay next next award the participation medal award goes all to alright the part- participation medal uh, award goes to none other than my boy Ryan Darth Bader. Ryan Bader showed up there. Showed up, collected his paycheck. Like a beast. Collected his paycheck. Got his show money. Got his show money got to get beat out. up by Anthony Johnson. Um, you now, know, uh, now he was a close second. He was a he was a contender. Yeah, right? he, was, a contender. he was a nominee for biggest loser. Yeah. But since, you know, I mean he I mean technically he is also a biggest loser, so we, we figure we also give him an award. He did he didn't like we weren't as surprised when when he got when he got flatlined against Anthony Johnson because I think that's how we saw the fight going. And you don't Anthony see Tony, Johnson, you don't see Tony Ferguson ripping on Ryan Bader either because he fought Anthony Johnson, and if Anthony Johnson has you in mount and he's throwing punches to the side of your head, that's probably what's going to happen. It's not like Ryan Bader was getting hit with. He got hit with like one punch and like tapped out. It's like watching a high school basketball team get tuned up by a, a college team, and you know, I mean, you just clap and say "good job." That's good all. Good job for showing up, getting your show money. Thanks for trying. Thank you. The call out, the call out award, the call out award. Who the does call that out go award to? goes to Paul Daly. Paul. Paul Daly. Syntax Daly. Calling out Josh Kotchek. Pro wrestling style. Make the fight happen. Paul Daly going straight to town. Do your thing, Paul Daly. Make that money. Make that, make money. that cheddar. Make That's that right. paper. I mean, if you're not calling out Conor McGregor, you might as well. Yeah, call know, someone out. You got to call somebody out. And why yeah. not the guy the guy you kicked out of the UFC? Yeah, the guy who basically ruined your life. Th- he took everything from you. He took everything. Everything. They need to make a trailer for that. They need to They need to make that like a... Just a 25-minute straight fight. No rounds, no nothing, no breaks. Just 25 minutes of Paul Daly and Josh Koscheck in a fire pit. You know, like just... It'll be an I quit match. You can't... You don't lose until you say I quit. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I want to see that. There you go. Good job, Paul Daly. Now, let's... Let's let's move on to the best win celebration award. best... Oh, I like this award. Best win celebration. Brian Barbarino... Let's give it up. Let's give it up for Brian Barbarino. Let's give it up for Brian Barbarino. Brian Barbarino, I love you. We all love you. That was an awesome, uh, what is it? What somersault? Did he, what did he do? What is that? A car? He, he car- did the Sage Northcutt celebration. That was, yeah, it was like a kid's version of the Sage Northcutt uh, 
celebration. Basically, he talk was po- about, poking fun at it. Talk about rubbing salt on the wound. Rubbing salt on the wound with a cartwheel. Jeez. Good job, mm. Brian Barrino. I love that post-fight celebration. Hopefully he, does, hope, hopefully he does not get cut from the UFC for doing that. Hopefully he sticks with it. <laughs> like I want to see him do that uh, role every, every win. All right, let's move on. Best hair. The best hair best award hair. goes to... Dun, 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 dun. Ido Portal Ben Henderson. Ido Portal Ben Henderson. Now, Ben Henderson is a free agent, Joe. I don't know. He could do whatever he wants with his hair. He could do whatever he wants with his hair. And, you know, he's not he, he's not getting paid right now. So he might be a movement coach right now on the side. Seriously. Part-time. Ben Henderson showed up in someone's corner. With a man bun. With a man bun. With a man bun. Ido Portal style. All right. Looking good, though. Looking like he's looking like he's about to do some, I don't know, bamboo fighting or something. <laughs> I don't know, man. Some movement drills. Uh, I'm I'm liking the new uh, Ben Henderson look. I want him to come out. I'm liking to a it. fight with a man bun. Seriously, get it, Ben. Like I, I want it. I want Ben Henderson to come out of uh, his fight entrance next time, just doing capoeira moves. Dude, now now he's really smooth. Exactly. Now, <laughs> now he's, he's really, really smooth. Real smooth. That's real right. smooth. All right, and last, the last, but not least, not least. The best sponsor. Can we get a drum roll, please? Drum roll. And the best sponsor this week is... Reebok. 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 Thank Go you, on Reebok. with your bad self. Reebok, thank you for sponsors, sponsoring all of the UFC fighters. Thank you for sponsoring every single fighter. Every single every fighter. Every single fighter. And, and their camp. And, and their, their camp. And their camp. Thank you for finding those hoodlums. All right? For trying to... Make them look different. Thank you for sponsoring the corner, the, the, the cornerman, the, 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 the cutman, the cutman, everyone. Thank you for sponsoring everybody. You're the best. Under you, Armour's got nothing on you. Yeah, Under Armour at One FC, nothing. They got nothing, nothing on, on you. you. Those guys are garbage. All right. Hopefully, much respect. Hopefully, you keep getting this award every single week. Reebok, you make you make this this sport happen. You made this sport happen. Seriously. All right, we would be nowhere without you, Reebok. Keep putting out, keep pumping out those uh. UFC shirts. They look amazing. And that does it for our awards. That does it for the podcast, actually. Yep, that does it. That does it. The JNK Weekly Awards are a wrap, and this podcast is a wrap. Yeah, that's so, right. And uh, this is episode 11, by the way, and, uh, you know, we're all over the hump. We're over the hump. Over the hump, over the 10. It's all, it's all downhill 10. from here. <laughs> or all uphill. Downhill. Or it's, uphill. All, it's all up to you guys. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Till next week. Till next week. Peace.